back. James Harden right on target. Bang, bang, George Niang to Paul Reed from Tyrese Maxey. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the PickSwap Podcast here on PickSwap Media. I'm here with my guy, James Gilardi of the 215 Scoop. We are back on not the the best feelings in the world. Sixers off to an 0-2 start. A heartbreaking loss to the Bucks last night and even more disappointing loss to the Celtics uh, in game one. So, James G, how are we doing? What's the vibes? How are you feeling about this team right now? Um, Everything else besides Sixers, I feel great. The Sixers themselves, uh, I'm disappointed as far as the start that we've had. Of course, we got one of the most like the roughest start to the season as far as the first two teams, Celtics right. and Bucks, Bucks, but it puts a bad taste in my mouth, you know, the way that the the Sixers played. It didn't really seem like they were really there all the way. There was, I mean, there were players that really, you know, caught my eye, but players like the like Embiid, which we'll get into later, you know, I, I was just like puzzled. I was like, this is not who I saw the last two years. Um so it's very mixed emotion, emotions for me. I'm very much trying to be patient with the team, but as well as, okay, but are we still going to be the same team we have been for the past two or three years, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like we can't have it all, you know. It's been sky-high vibes mm-hmm. in Philadelphia cross sports, so I guess we can't have everything. But for the Sixers team specifically, I'm very, like, surprised and kind of just, like, it wasn't what I expected coming out of the gate. And mm-hmm. kind of what you said there, these are the probably top two contenders in the Eastern Conference. Both mm-hmm. the Celtics and Bucks team are very familiar with each other. Not a lot of turnover in the roster. Kind of mm-hmm. running back the same team versus the Sixers. Are, there's still a lot of change. Hard, a lot of change. Harden mm-hmm. and Beat are still working out their relationship together. We've mm-hmm. seen all the new additions. Saw PJ Tucker. I like what he's brought. Been impressed by him. But they're still figuring out their identity, how they play as a team, and it's going to mm-hmm. take some time. So they got tested mm-hmm. right out of the gates. Uh, it's not the end of the world, an O2 start, but definitely some things to to be frustrated about. So mm-hmm. let's get fully into it. I say we start right at the top with the big fellow, Joel Embiid. Uh, report coming out today that he battled some plantar fasciitis during the offseason. Mm-hmm. Maybe that contributed to his conditioning and just mm-hmm. overall not, not being as into it. For me mm-hmm. personally, I don't think it's as fitness-based as I think a lot of people make it out to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm seeing way more of kind of like a, a mental lock-in. That's that exactly I'm, what I'm seeing. That's exactly yeah. – I completely agree. I see more of a mental thing than a physical – physical aspect i think he's a little checked out i think he for me i think he's a little distracted by all the excitement in the city right now it's like mm-hmm. the equivalent of living in miami um <laughs> we all know how big they are partiers down there uh philadelphia right now it's party town party town philly's the nlcs we've talked about it a lot lately just a lot going on elsewhere and i think that is a little bit of a contributor to you know and not quite being there and locked in mm-hmm. yeah i i mean it's very strange, and traditionally he is kind of a slow starter to the year. Looking back at even last year, he averaged about 20 points per game out of the first 12 games and then averaged 33 points per game for the following 50. So mm-hmm. we're, we've seen that, but it is kind of like different to me this year. Like it feels more mentality-based. It feels like he's not completely with it. A little bit of a step slow, especially defensively. I've been disappointed with yes. him. Like I never mm-hmm. want to see guys just – casually finishing around him the marcus smarts the drew holidays like these are guys that mb should be pinning and now granted he's had his two pretty significant chase down blocks that uh, made a, a statement yes. there yes. he's had his flashes but it just hasn't been there and then reading things out of the gate like he's not reading doubles well dribbling into double teams too much he's got 10 turnovers to eight assists already this year yeah i'm concerned with like his processing a little bit and it feels like there's kind of a disconnect there would you agree with that um i would definitely agree i am um... Like there's just a lot of aspects about Joel Embiid this year that 
just aren't really making sense to me. It's just like overall, I've said it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's puzzling. I'm just confused. I don't know what to make of it. Um, but yeah, I agree everything with what you just said. You pretty much nailed everything. Yeah, and looking at like his full stats here, he ended the game mm -hmm. with 15 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, four turnovers. Shot six for 21 from the field and one for three or from three. Uh, shooting under 40% from the field on the season. Like, you just well, don't want to see it. Mm -hmm. I think we also should mention that in the second half, he had zero points, and he went, yeah. like, 0 for 7 from the field or mm -hmm. something like that. Um, second half, shooting like that and scoring like that, that's not going to – we all know that's not going to do it, and that's not Joel Embiid, and that scares me a little bit. Yeah, right yeah, now. definitely. And we'll get into the offense a little more in detail, mm -hmm. but let's swing it a little more positive with the guy who has been yeah. picking up his slack and has exceeded – all my expectations, and I feel mm -hmm. probably the city of Philadelphia as a whole. But James Harden, I can't really say enough about how great he's been and how much I've been impressed. Mm -hmm. What are your top takeaways from James Harden so far this year? Um, he's everything I thought he was going to be. He's going to come back and be improved. He's gonna really going to show him, show us like why he's that trade was such a big trade, and he's done exactly mm -hmm. that. He scored thirty plus points. He's been really efficient from the field. Um, everything that I've really wanted from James Harden, I've seen, um, and. I mean, I'm just overall impressed. I'm really, really happy. Um, it's just a matter of the rest of the team and the kind of just catching up, you know. Yeah. Um, if we could have that going on, just have the rest of the team kind of gel and start to get into their groove. I mean, this team could be dangerous, uh, could be really, really lethal if Harden yeah. keeps that up. Yeah, and that's the appeal. If we can get Embiid and Harden on the same page with Harden playing at this level, this becomes a very dangerous team. And for me, what has jumped out the most is, A, first off, that burst. Like, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing a little bit of separation ability, him being able to get, get by guys in a way that wasn't the case last year. And especially what's appealing to me is last night he shot one for seven from three. When we think about the James Harden that we've seen taking over in the past, it's kind of mm -hmm. always whether or not those step-back threes fall. And last night mm -hmm. he did it without that being the case. He just navigated mm -hmm. into the mid-range. He hit the most mid-range shots last night that he has in a game in his entire career. Like, that's crazy wow. at this stage. In yeah, and that's yeah. been a shot that's very much been taken out of his game. It's kind of the anti-analytics ball and anti-analytic shot, anti-analytic mm -hmm. shot that Daryl Morey is mm -hmm. obviously so keen on. That uh, Houston team specifically, it was all at the rim or three-pointers. And now mm -hmm. looking at Harden, having him bring that back, that's something that's going to extend his career. And he was masterful in it yesterday, getting to his spots, creating separation, mm -hmm. knocking down that little pocket pass. Mm -hmm. We saw Embiid even defer to him a little bit at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. And it was the Harden-led team without Embiid even on being on the court that like mm -hmm. jumped him back into it. That small ball lineup, which I'm thrilled as a part of this rotation and an option now, was awesome. So what did you think about that to start the fourth quarter, Harden bringing back the energy and everything that went along with that? I think it's massive. I think it was incredible. I really kind of fueled the Sixers kind of climbing back into that game. Um, I think I think I was – I can't really just – I can't say enough how happy I am to see yeah. James Harden really come out. I mean, I'm not – I wasn't expecting a Houston Harden, but I think we're seeing a version of that a little bit. He's not, he's not going off like that, but, like, he – is transforming his game and he's becoming dominant in other ways. Mm. Like you just said, so he's nailing down his mid range. Um, and it's just really awesome to see. Um, yeah. uh, I, he's shown, he's probably the first guy, like that's the best I've seen a player play since like Jimmy Butler outside of like the, um, remember the Jimmy Butler, how clutch he was and how like he became the leader in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. That was like, 
the first time I was like, yeah, like this is our new like Jimmy Butler. I think he can really lead us. He can really step up. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's good to see looking at his full stat line. Uh, yesterday's second straight game leading the Sixers in scoring. He ended with 31 points, eight rebounds, nine assists, two steals and a block, doing it a little bit on the defensive end, which is rare. We saw him kind of save a play, throw it off a guy, which mm-hmm. that's something you really just don't see with James Harden. So seeing that mm-hmm. is awesome. I will acknowledge like the the final shot I was not happy about. You you got to live yeah. it out your, your own shot. Yeah. And that's been a criticism of Harden throughout his career is you just can't go attack a guy waiting for the ref to decide the game that's just Mm -hmm. you got to go and live or die by what you have there so Mm -hmm. a little bit of frustration but just based on how well he's played overall i can't be that mad about it right yeah exactly the the third or do you have anything on the the final shot um the final shot really no complaints the only thing i would do is uh, just i would probably beat up glenn rivers a little bit for the design and what he was trying to do there uh but other than that i mean it happened and I, I agree, like, you can't just go at a guy and be and expect them to foul and expect the ref to call that. Yeah, yeah. Keep the game in your own hands. Don't mm-hmm. don't put it in the refs to make a call or not make a call. Mm-hmm. Live or die with what you got. And let's get into Glenn Rivers a little bit. And yeah. kind of the offense as a whole, I'll say I was way more frustrated after the Celtics loss than I was yes. from the Bucks loss. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought especially offensively just so stagnant in the sets they ran. So yes. much either give it to Embiid or Harden and just have them figure out rather than creating pick and rolls for these guys, creating movement yeah. off the ball. And there still needs to be more than this. There's still like, have a, a major way to go until this offense is going to be clicking at all cylinders. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why there's not more pick and roll for Harden and Bede. There's right. been flashes. Like it looks terrific when they run it, but that has to be the core of this entire offense. Those are your two most dynamic players, mm-hmm. two of the most dynamic scorers in this entire NBA. Like you have to hammer that home. And that's what everything should build off. Cause when the pick and roll is working, then it starts to loop the defense in. That's what sets up the Tucker and Tobias Harris corner threes and everything right. needs to build off it. So uh, offensively or just Doc Rivers calls as a whole, what are your kind of opening takeaways from the first two games? Um, the first two games, again, I agree. I was much more frustrated after that Celtics loss. Uh, yeah. For me, I, I'm i getting a little bit nervous in the, in the fact that, like, is this offense going to look like – I mean, we have much more dynamic players than we did then, but I'm th- I'm thinking about the 2020 team mm-hmm. where we had Josh Richardson and Al Horford. You know, we ran that kind of like double big lineup. And I, I mean, I got a little bit of those vibes when I said this when we signed PJ back in, I don't know, when, June, July. Was it June, July? I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but I, I actually have confidence in Doc now to make some of these adjustments. Last year, um, I'm going to go back to the playoffs. Um, I was not expecting Doc to do well at all with, you know, adjusting those rotations and doing what he could. And I, I was actually a little bit surprised by him. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope to be surprised once again in this season. Um, obviously, I think we still need to give him more time. I think we need to be a little bit patient because, again, he's dealing with an entirely new roster, really. Yeah. Um, you know, Furkan Korkmaz and George Niang aren't your top top guys off the bench anymore. You know, you got so much more to work with. He's got more dynamic guys to throw in a rotation. So, I mean, I give him time, but it's frustrating right now for sure. Yeah, and to your point about that, like it's a whole new roster. We have all these new bench weapons, and we're still hammering the starter minutes. Like looking yep. down this list last night, uh, and be 36 minutes. P.J. Tucker played 39 minutes. James Harden played 40 minutes. Tobias, 33. Tyrese Maxey, 34. We're in October here. Like, this yeah. is not the time to be, right. like, right. hammering home the start. Like, P.J. Tucker's knees are going to turn to dust by the trade deadline if we're playing him this <laughs> And, like, 
I love it. He's been great. It's been awesome. But it's like, yeah. we need to, why are we not trying everything right now? This is the time to experiment, especially like, and, and obviously we know now the results, but like if we're losing these games anyway, like let's see what a unit with like, not necessarily an all bench unit, but let's play Daniel House with DeAnthony Melton a little more. Let's mm-hmm. kind of experiment. Mm-hmm. Matisse Thibel played 18 seconds last night. Montrez Harrell played two minutes and 37 seconds last night. Paul Reed, yeah. four minutes, 55. Shake Milton, back-to-back DNPs. Didn't suit up in either game. It's wow. like, let's experiment a little bit and mm-hmm. see what we got mm-hmm. because I don't think we – and we shouldn't. I, I don't think we have our final rotation yet, and we shouldn't at this stage in the no. season. This is the time where you're figuring out what guys work together, what lineups work, how guys fit the, the system, the rotation. So – I'm a little bit frustrated by that with Docs, especially because mm-hmm. in years past, we've been here complaining about how much he plays the bench unit. Yeah, and now exactly. He has this upgraded bench unit mm-hmm. and he's not using it as much. So yeah, that was also yeah. another takeaway in my mind. Do no. you agree with that as well? I uh, no, I stand by that. Um, I I will cross my heart. Like I stand by that, man. Like preach. Yeah. Please preach and say it louder for the people in the back. Doc <laughs> Rivers, I I appreciate you as our coach right now. But like, use the bench, yeah. utilize the bench, man. Like, come on. Uh, oh, and I also wanted to touch on Joel. This mm-hmm. is I want to go back a little bit. One thing I want to talk about was how many times he's hit the floor. Yeah, I want to talk about how many times. He, like, Always. you would think he might have taken ballet lessons at least over the off season, but like, he, I think he needs to invest because, I mean, we like we said, he's like one of the two centerpieces to this entire franchise. Mm-hmm. Like. We can't afford to lose him again, you know. Yeah, but. and one of the, one of the weird things they talked about on the broadcast is like the Sixers spending time teaching him how to fall and how like it, they believe it's safer of him like falling the right way rather than trying to like catch himself and like that creating injury that way. Which I don't know, but he's yeah. I, I feel like if I can't find the advanced stats anywhere on this, but if there is a way, I think Embiid has to be in like the top three of times hitting the floor every single year. Yeah, like, <laughs> amazing how often it happens and. One more point kind of about the offense as a whole yes. is mm-hmm. when we talk about uh, Tucker and Tobias Harris as the floor mm-hmm. spacers, like I understand their role is primarily to kind of sit in the corner and just kind of open things up. But mm-hmm. it's just so stagnant in that, too, because they're literally just sitting in the corners. Like, let's set some back screens, create a look. And mm-hmm. even I'm thinking mm-hmm. back to Danny Green filling that role. Think about how mm-hmm. often we saw him like up and under on the baseline, running up and oh, down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that. Like, there's none of that, none of those switches. It's all just kind of standing there. And that contributes a great deal to everything looking slow. So, I don't know. What do you think of Tobias overall? Um, Tobias, um, I don't really have many, many thoughts on him, Mm -hmm. if I'm being honest. I've been more focused on Joel and and Harden right now. Um, That's, I mean, those are the two pieces I've been really looking out for. Going into this season, especially starting the season, I wasn't looking out for Tobias Harris. I I was just expecting them to just be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I mean, I to be honest with you, I don't really have that many thoughts on Tobias Harris. Yeah, no worries. I uh, so first off, I've overall I've been very happy with Tobias. Very happy with give him a ton of credit for accepting his role, being willing, mm-hmm. being more comfortable as just a floor spacer, catch and shoot guy. I hate how the game ended that that was on him rotating off. Uh, the, yeah. He had Embiid on Grayson Allen for a contested mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. The Sixers up two, which led to a wide open Wesley Matthews three. Yep. That happened. We hate to see that. And yeah. I, I hate it because I thought Tobias played very well outside mm-hmm. of that. And that's how it ended. Uh, the other point I'd like to bring up on Tobias is he's now kind of turned from like having uh, shoes too big for him to fill to now time where he can kind of jump on it. Like last night when mm-hmm. looking at how the matchups broke down, he had Grayson Allen as his primary yes. defender. Yeah, like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Tobias should be bullying Grayson Allen if that's yeah. kind of the 
roster that we're going to get. So that's something that I want to keep an eye mm-hmm. on from the season moving forward because mm-hmm. of all these guys, because of, of James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid. Like, uh, to- Toby's going to get the bottom end of the stick of defenders, and there's going to be mm-hmm. times where he can capitalize on this. So yeah. I thought last night was something they could have gone for that more. It wasn't really the case. He ended with nine points, and that's I, w- I would like a little more Tobias, which is something I didn't think I would be screaming for. Yeah. Uh, the biggest piece of this puzzle that we haven't really talked about is Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey. Mm-hmm. So you start off here and give me what your thoughts on kind of what you've seen from the, him these uh, past two games and overall what you think. Um, so my thoughts on Tyrese, um, I would definitely like to see a lot more of him. Um, judging by what I saw in the preseason, I was really excited to yeah. see what he had in store for this this upcoming season. But um, Doc, I'd love to see more plays directed towards him because he is something special and mm-hmm. he – you got to give him the opportunity to make that next jump because I think all Sixers fans are sitting here waiting for him to just see what he's got. Um, last night he had 15 points uh, on what what was his shooting? Six of 13. Yeah, six of 13. So not too bad, but I would like to see a bit more Tyrese Maxey. I think he's a very very quick guy. Um, he can really make the offense. I, I I would like to see him make the offense move around a little bit more. Um, but overall, I mean, I'd just like to see a little bit more just because of the flashes we saw in the preseason. And yeah, that, that felt definitely. That felt like the biggest takeaway of the preseason was Tyrese Maxey arrival on the scene and him mm-hmm. having a case for being a key part of this offense. And it feels like right now his only true time to shine is in transition. That's really mm-hmm. the only time he's kind of the lead ball handler, getting his looks, being able to attack the rim. There's mm-hmm. been a couple moments where he's gotten downhill. I thought in the Celtics game specifically, they did mm-hmm. a lot with Embiid and Maxey in the two-man mm-hmm. game, working a dribble handoff and getting him there. Uh, but it felt like a conscious effort to get him involved. I need to see that more. I think mm-hmm. using him as like another floor spacer, kind of Danny Green type game, like that's a waste of everything else that he can do. And even mm-hmm. compared to Harden, like Maxi's just as dynamic due to his pace, due to his ability mm-hmm. to just get like you just can't match that. There's guys like he had George Hill on him for a good portion of last night. Like mm-hmm. Max should be cooking George Hill. He's, right. Yeah. There's no way a 40 year old George Hill can stick with yeah. this guy. Too so, much yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So there should be more of that. And I just think there needs to be like a more pounded in effort to make sure this guy's a key part of this offense because he's earned it. He's deserved it. He's good enough. And like, he just needs the opportunity to fully show that I feel. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, I want to see like more plays around Tyrese and Harden. I don't know. I would yeah. like to see, I would like to see more of that. I think that'd be really exciting mm-hmm. uh, where Tyrese goes in and I, I don't know. I just, they're both really good. Um, and yeah, I mean, you kind of hit. You kind of took the words out of my mouth, honestly. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you one more concern of mine that I kind of want to hear from you on is mm-hmm. it feels like these three guys, Maxi, Embiid, and Harden, they're all having their best moments, like when it's their time to shine or their mm-hmm. individual like time running the team. Mm-hmm. What needs to happen throughout the, the course of the season? And again, we have 80 games still to go before mm-hmm. the playoffs. Yeah. There's still plenty yep. of time to work on this. But like there has to be our best lineup is when all three of them are on the on the court. All three of them are involved. And it feels like like it's too much take your turn right now. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would definitely agree. Um, it's like, okay, you have a big game now. You yeah. have a big game. You have a big game. How about like all three of them? You don't have to have you don't have to score 30. If y'all if y'all can all go for go off for like 25, that's like plenty good. Um yeah. Yeah, I would definitely like to see more of like a mix of everything because uh, these three players together could easily be like the the most dynamic trio in the league. 
Yeah. Um, you got Tyrese, who is fantastic at finishing. We got James Harden, who can really pass the ball around. And then you got Joel Embiid, who can just slam it on you. Um, mm. I mean, that's a hell of a trio if I've ever seen one. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I definitely want to see – I want to see, like, all three of them kind of join together and make it like a team effort and just go off. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's something that I think is going to be worked on throughout the season, something mm-hmm. that, like – this is, even though it's uh we have kind of the same core as last year, like Harden played 21 regular seasons, uh regular season games with the Sixers mm-hmm. last year before the, the playoffs. Uh these are all new supporting cast pieces around him. When we're talking about PJ Tucker, mm-hmm. talking about the Anthony Mountain, who I thought had a, a pretty good game last night and, and deserves mm-hmm. a little shout out. Uh mm-hmm. all these new bench unit guys, like it's just gonna take some time. And once again, going against teams that already have their identity, who the Celtics mm-hmm. are coming off a of finals run. The Bucs, if it had not been for Chris Middleton's injury, might have mm-hmm. been in that finals conversation themselves. Yeah. They were two very tough tasks coming out the gate. So I don't think it's time mm-hmm. to sound the panic alarms or any no. bit, but this Sixers team definitely still has a lot to work on. Yeah, yeah. So if you were to put a one out of 10 rating, like panic meter. So panic, so like one, like you're calm, you're fine, you feel good about this team, like not really. And then 10, you're like, Okay, we gotta fire Doc Rivers. We gotta trade Joel Embiid. Like that's that's the range. Where are you at right now as far as the Sixers? I'll go. Uh, I'll go three. I'm pretty even keeled on this. I would say it was higher than that after the Celtics, just based on like I saw steps forward from the Celtics to the Bucks yes. team, which I think is mm-hmm. to me what I just needed to see. Uh, mm-hmm. Like we can brush off one game. It's fine. First game of the season, yeah. whatever. In Boston, tough matchup. Mm-hmm. I, I'm more encouraged by what I saw against the Bucks last night, mm-hmm. uh, but still like a ways to go with this team. And I mm-hmm. guess what what still keeps me a little bit panicked is I just like it kind of what I mentioned about like the three Maxi and Beat and Harden not mm-hmm. kind of just looking cohesive and having their best mm-hmm. moments together. That's right. I, I think I'm a little too worried about. And that mm-hmm. also circles back to the doc to Doc Rivers, like making sure like mm-hmm. these guys are creating for each other. Like when you play like a, a Harden and Bead pick and roll. Those are both the guys being involved, both the guys like yeah. playing a role. Mm-hmm. There, there's got to be more than that. There's way too much like isolation, your turn, my turn right now. And I, mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of what keeps me panicked is the concern right. that it won't change. Yeah. Um, now, another panic button question. Sure. Would you well, Hansen be? Where are you at as far as the panic meter? Because he hasn't looked great the, the first two games. We talked about it earlier, but I just want to go back and touch on it. What, what, where are you at as far as him? For me, I'm about probably about a like, I'm probably about a five or a six. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking five as well, which is a little bit more than I think I traditionally am. It mm-hmm. feels, and I hate to say it, but it does feel like a little different than just his like normal slow starts. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think it didn't feel to me like just like the shot was off. It was like the energy was low, mm-hmm. bad body language, him sulking yeah. a little bit. That's what I hate yeah. to see. And it also does suck. Like having like, this is the perceived best team built around and Like these are guys built to bring out the best in you and to not have you like all in ready to come in and kick some ass. Right. And- the opening tip to me is mm-hmm. frustrating. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but yeah, I we'll see what happens. We'll see. We there's a lot of basketball to play. Obviously, we yeah. got 80 more games. Um, we got a couple coming up this weekend. If I'm not mistaken, they play tomorrow. Yep, play tomorrow against the Spurs. So that'll be yeah. a nice chance to kind of you know they're 13 and a half point favorites in the game. It's a, yeah. they're going to be expected to. You know, have a, have a nice blowout. So I think this is one they need after uh, yeah. after back to back real tough tests. It's gonna be good to like get one in the win column, have a chance to work through your sets. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely gonna be a confidence booster. I bet, and it's gonna allow the team to kind of settle down. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, was there anything else you want to touch on, Sean? Yeah, no, I think that's pretty much it for me. So I guess my my final messages are essentially like 
it's two games down. We got 80 to go. Sixers team mm-hmm. still has a long ways to go, but mm-hmm. that's just about as tough of a, a task out of the gate that we could have asked for. There's still some mm-hmm. signs of promise. The biggest takeaway to me is that James Harden looks to be back and he looks to be a yeah. guy capable of being a number mm-hmm. one option in offense, which personally going into the season, I just didn't believe that was going to be the no. case. So how about you hit me with your final thoughts and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, my final thoughts is stay patient. Um, if you're freaking out about the Sixers right now, stay patient. Again, like Sean said, two games down. We got 80 more to go. It's a long season. We got some weaker teams coming up. So we'll, we'll be able to, we have a little bit more room to experiment with our rotations. Um, but I think we'll be, we're going to be okay. Um, again, like, like James said, I'm really James. Like Sean said, James Harden looks really good. I'm really happy to see that. Just would like to see a bit more from Joel Embiid and get his head more in the game than it is right now. Um, But overall, Sean, thank you so much for having me on. Um, And, yeah. Yeah, totally. So you guys know the drill. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore Bernard Juan. Drop a like and subscribe on the video if you have not already. Uh, James, Mm -hmm. let everybody know where they can find you at. Um, So pick two and five scoop. We have – all social media, we're on we're on Twitter, we're on TikTok under 2M5Scoop. Um, Instagram, we're also under 2M5Scoop. Um, we're pumping out media. We're pumping out content on TikTok a ton. So if you want to look out look out for there, um, be sure to give us a follow. Everywhere else, um, follow us there. And then subscribe to PickSwap Media so you can get some of our content that we pump out on here as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, appreciate all you guys for tuning in. And I will be back with you Monday with uh, James B this time. Yeah.